This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2018. Hello and welcome. This is the podcast for you if you've ever said, I know I shouldn't love Love Island, but I'm Harriet Minter and this is a safe space. A space in which you can admit that at first glance you too quite fancied Adam. That you're seriously considering getting your own personalised water bottle, or even that, like Alex, you have absolutely no idea what a peng sort is. Coming up, my guest, author, journalist, and all round Love Island cheerleader, Elizabeth Day, explains why assuming the contestants are a bit stupid is the thought of a moron. We'll be dissecting EL, Megan, Alex, the whole love triangle, and asking what would you do if someone asked you to smell their beads? Can you smell them? Smell my beads. But first up, Elizabeth Day, welcome to Undercover Lover. I mean, this is bliss. I'm so happy to be here. What an amazing way to spend an hour. What an amazing way to spend a Saturday morning when I think we we both had quite late nights last night. I mean, my late night, I did go out for dinner, but my late night was primarily because I had to watch Love Island (laughs) because that's now my routine as I go out. Yeah, you have to catch up because there are so many spoilers on Twitter. It is quite stressful, I find. I'm like, I don't know what to check first in case I see things. Yeah, me too. No. So we are going to be chatting all about Love Island for the next hour. How enjoyable. Um, But I have to declare a huge amount of thanks because last year you were the woman who basically made it possible for me to declare my Love Island love. I mean, if I've done nothing else in this life, that's just worthwhile. Thank you. I felt last year it was very kind of, for the first few weeks, everyone was sort of watching it and not talking about it. And you were just in every paper defending it to the hilt. Like, it is the greatest TV show ever written. Tell me why you love it so much. Well, I love it because at its heart, it's about forging human relationships. There is nothing more fascinating than watching other people interact. And on top of that fascination, you know, I was a big fan of the very early series of Big Brother um, because I think you got the same sort of anthropological interest (laughs) But on top of that, the added layer is the fact that it's romantic relationships, which we can all, I can certainly relate to it. Like, I was talking to someone last week who said that they got more out of watching Love Island than they had from a year of therapy. <laughs> because it's it's the formation of romantic relationships on warp speed. Yeah. So everything that you've ever experienced, you see played out in the course of a week sometimes. Not even a week, maybe even like 48 <laughs> hours. hours. Yeah. And you can sort of see how you might sometimes have appeared insecure 
Um, your ex might have been an emotional manipulator. Mm-hmm. Manipulator. Hashtag Adam. Um, <laughs> and and you you learn stuff about yourself. So that's one of the major reasons. But it's also because the last two seasons, particularly, I think it's been about people being nice to each other, and it's a lovely thing to see on I TV. I agree. They actually, I have to say, credit to the producers, they haven't set it up for people to be deliberately nasty. Exactly. And they have created a system when where people are deliberately nasty. They get booshed up quite quickly. That's the really interesting thing, is that the majority of the women are, are, are really supportive of each other. Yeah. And and the men as well this year. Yeah. And you're right, that if someone shows their true colours and, and isn't in it for quote-unquote the right reasons, which is genuinely <laughs> to find love, according to the contestants, and get a Boohoo.com endorsement. A yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's wrong with that as well? It's like, great, Happy find love in a career. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they are booted off. And also stuff like, you know, Hayley talking about Brexit was the the viral clip of last week. Yeah. And a grist to the mill of everyone who says wrongly that Love Island contestants are thick. And actually what people fail to point out about that is that she was roundly called out about it on Twitter in yeah. a very funny way. And within the house as well. Absolutely. So it's actually, you know, I, I think it's it's got a lovely sense of self-correctiveness, Love Island, as well. Because there was a lovely moment on Good Morning Britain last <laughs> week where you were there defending Love Island with Susanna Reid against Piers Morgan, who hates it, and a psychologist who I think at some point said that if you liked Love Island, you should go for therapy. Yeah. Astonishing. She basically said Susanna and I needed therapy and then tweeted us afterwards to offer us a free session to help us find lasting no. love. <laughs> yes. True story. Oh my That's goodness. That's amazing. It was the most surreal and intense but kind of brilliant way to start the week. <laughs> and the producer called me on Sunday and was like, would you come on and defend Love Island? I was like, yes. I have never been so prepared for anything in my life. <laughs> and I went on and I knew that Piers didn't like it yeah. already. I didn't expect the relationship expert, I think she's called Catherine Mansfield, I didn't expect her to be quite so brutally anti. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they separate you beforehand so that you don't um, you don't kind of talk too much to the become other person. You didn't become yeah. friends and you don't, yeah, don't neutralise each other's arguments. So I hadn't seen her before and we got on stage and she literally went, for, not even from 0 to 60, she just arrived at 60 miles per hour and was like, <laughs> Love Island is everything that's wrong with society and it traumatises young women. <laughs> Piers Morgan literally just sort of shouts over you every time you try and say yeah. anything. And his point is, oh, Love Island, it's everything that's wrong with Britain and the contestants are thick as pig shit, which is so untrue. Yeah. And thank the Lord for the beautiful and amazing Susanna Reid, who I don't know how <laughs> she keeps her calm on a daily basis with Piers Morgan. She is a saint. She's amazing. And, and she and I both agreed that Love Island is actually, first of all, it's great entertainment. And secondly, you can you can learn stuff from it, and it prompts conversations. It's intelligent TV, I think. It uh, is intelligent TV, and I think, particularly when you see some kind of a relationship dynamic that is maybe not that great, or we wouldn't want in our own relationships, the response to it is incredible. People are learning what a good relationship looks like from Love Island. I agree so wholeheartedly with that, because when Adam started doing his toxic yeah. male bullshit, yeah. I thought, oh, that's not very nice. And then I went on Twitter and there were all these incredibly engaged, enlightened, brilliant women and men calling him out. And I don't think that would have happened five years ago because I think everyone is becoming more aware of what emotional abuse and coercive behaviour is. 
And to have that kind of conversation prompted by a primetime reality TV show on ITV2 is amazing. So we clearly love the show to an extreme level. This week has been... I've really enjoyed this week. To be honest, I'm enjoying the whole series, which I was a little bit worried about, but I'm loving it. Uh, Highlights from this week, obviously, Hayley and Charlie are gone. Mm. I personally feel a little bit sad about that because I did quite fancy Charlie. I know, it's wrong. Everything's wrong with my relationship. It's not, nothing's wrong. (laughs) No such thing (laughs) is wrong. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Hayley has gone, bless her. The dead behind the eyes look has disappeared from the screen. Um, Hayley and Charlie have left the villa. Poor old Dr. Alex still cannot find love. I know, but he's looking good. <laughs> he's like, I saw this thing on Twitter where it was a comparison of Alex at the start of Love Island and now, and it was a picture of Olivia Newton John from Greece, as Sandy, at the beginning of Greece, at the I end when she it. turns on the catsuit. I was like, yes. <laughs> I think, was it Georgia that gave him the advice? Was it Georgia that said to him, go and work out so she knows you're not just a doctor? Yes. <laughs> so that. she she said yeah she can see that she's got something to you something else you're to not you, just yeah. a highly intelligent a and e doctor <laughs> so the big story this week has been el megan alex do you think megan was foolish to pick el over alex yes i do but I also think that she's got to learn the lesson and <laughs> that EL might well be the one to teach her the lesson. Because, oh God, like, EL. again, like, I do think that the vast majority of people have been in that situation where, as Zara from two seasons ago, I don't know if you remember her, she was the former Miss, former Great, Britain. Miss Great Britain. Yeah. Yes. And she had this saying, and it used to drive me mad because it's the wrong saying, where she said, I've just got to go with my head and my heart. I was like, no, Zara, it's head or heart. <laughs> and this is the thing with Megan. It's that Alex is her he- is the head and El is the heart. But what she hasn't realised is that she, she can't go just with a guy who's the male model who oh. seems fit and plants it on her. She's got to really go for the slow burner who she's intimidated by. She's really intimidated by his intelligence. She's mentioned it so many times. Interesting. Like, are your exes already intelligent then? Yeah. Which is so sweet. And I actually really like Megan. I think she's a good do woman. You? I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, I'm not I... sure. Mm. Interesting. I was. I liked her more before she said Georgie was a fake bitch, <laughs> which came, seems to come out of nowhere. Although I have to say... It's not that mm. I don't like Georgia, but I feel if I was in a house for 24-7, I might be pushing her in the pool. Yes, I get that. I get yep. that. Um, she's very she's very like musical theatre. Yes, she is. There's a lot of jazz hands. Yes. Um, but I think, I think Megan... I think what's going to happen is that a woman's going to come in who's going to really like Alex, yep. possibly the new government advisor that we saw last night. <laughs> I love that we decided, based on a job, that one exactly, works for Alex. Exactly. Yeah. And um, it's going to make a massive play for Alex. Megan's going to get a bit jealous. And then Alex is going to be spoiled for choice. Interesting. Do you think Alex is a genuinely good guy? Because I have a little feeling that if Alex had not had two weeks of constant rejection, he would be as much of a player as the rest of them that's so interesting you yeah. say that and i sort of know what you mean because in the last couple of episodes the way he's talked to the other men yeah he like but boys banter yeah do you remember when he was like oh yeah i've had a threesome with my mate now they're gonna see me differently i was yeah. like oh, i know <laughs> i know um 
that's such an interesting hypothetical and I think now I'm so invested in the in the narrative that the Love Island producers want me to have about Alex. <laughs> Being a genuinely just, great yes. guy. The thing I'd say about Alex is that I know he's been pitched as this year's Camilla. Yeah. Lovely Camilla Thurlow from last season who was a landmine disposal expert. Just a beautiful, beautiful human being. A beautiful human being. And her and Jamie are still together. Just warms my heart every time I see them on Instagram. Isn't it wonderful? And they live together in the apartment block that my friend lives in. And apparently they're really genuine. Do they? Yes. Oh my gosh, this makes me so happy. I know. The best news I've had all week. (laughs) And I never expected them to stay together. Anyway. I'm thrilled that they Side are, note. if you're listening, hooray. Um, and uh, so I know Alex was pitched as last year's Camilla, because Camilla took a while to find love in Love Island. Yep. And they both have really incredibly respectable jobs. But Alex doesn't have the sense of humour, I don't think, that Camilla has, or the, or the slight spark that you need. Like, I want to like him more than I do. He's actually just quite dull. Because my favourite Alex moment so far has been him in the kind of, do they call it the diary room? I don't know, in the diary room deeply deeply defending megan's right to be a stripper i know <laughs> it's like oh alex it's okay to say it. she's just really hot and you really fancy her and yeah it's quite great that she takes her clothes off for a living <laughs> that's okay he wasn't intimidated when he was speaking to megan though no. which i thought was quite interesting he he was actually really good at just being like i like you and i'm gonna make time to chat to you i always find when he goes into the diary room or whatever it's called the love booth um <laughs> He's got this weird dissonance between his face and his body. Like his body is quite kind of red verging now on tan. And his face, I think he puts too much suntan lotion on it. Oh, so it looks really pale. Right. It's like it's that suntan lotion that your parents used to buy that just never quite blended in with your skin. It's like a sort of weird gauzy yeah, mask. I know, but as a, as a fellow strawberry blonde, I feel his pain of eight weeks in a Mallorcan villa with minimal time in the shade. Yes. Um, so Alex, Megan, the other little corner of that triangle, Eyal. So on last week's podcast, I declared that I think Eyal is a narcissist and we've just missed him because of Adam's extreme behaviour. Well done. Well done for seeing that. <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot of training. It's a lot of picking them without seeing it. That's where it's you. come from. Um, what do you think of him? I started off thinking Eyal was one of the good ones. Yeah. I thought Eyal and Kendall were going to get together and they were going to be a genuinely nice couple. Interesting. Okay. Eyal, oh my gosh, this week, he's awful. He's so insecure. That's what I've really seen this week, that kissing Megan in front of Alex, which he absolutely knew he was doing, Mm. the constant pouring of her. It's really uncomfortable to watch. It is. And and, yeah, and that kind of just physically manipulating her into a position where he can Mm -hmm. exert some kind of what he perceives of as control is just... It's just weird. It's a weird thing to to watch. And I think my thing about El is that he's got all this language about spirituality mm-hmm. and uh, depth and kind of like therapies that Jack and Danny just imitate so brilliantly. Um, <laughs> but I actually think he's someone who hasn't really been through very much stuff. Like hasn't actually had. Um, various life challenges like he mm-hmm. he's really good looking and he was in a boy band and now he's a model and now he's in Love Island and I feel like it's probably been quite plain sailing and therefore he's got the language of a hard not life and the yeah. spirituality that comes with it but he doesn't actually have the experience so it, there's a disconnect there so actually what he's saying is really superficial in an ironic way he's talking about depth in the most superficial way he can and I 
there was a moment where I felt a little bit bad for him where it's clear that the entire of the villa has cottoned onto this and is just like quietly mocking him yes. on his back. So Jack and Danny, who are, I mean, just giving their own show, really. Just <laughs> yes. beautiful. Yes. Um, the boy's asking him, tell us about the stars. What's going on? <laughs> He's so seriously answering it because he really feels that he has a knowledge that he needs to impart. Um. But my thing about Eyal is when he says, I really want to get to know you and I really want you to know me. Mm. And I'm like, that's what's going on here. You want them to know everything about you and be completely in love with you. You have really no interest yeah. in the woman you're with. There's a, there's an element of panic to his interactions with Megan. I think I, that's really true. And he know, and I think he knows that it's not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, she is a stone cold fox. She is basically I'm- Margot Robbie. I t- have you had a look at her Instagram feed? No. I mean, it is you know. I must. It's obvious, That's but <laughs> she walked into the villa, and I was like, bloody hell! If I was now, I would be coupling up with you right now, Megan. Yeah. She is hot. Yeah. Yeah. But Eyal, it's actually again quite funny what we were talking about earlier in terms of recognizing oneself and what yeah. the mistakes one makes in a yeah. relationship. Uh, I'm not a narcissist, a bit like you. I've picked them in the past. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm an, an inveterate people pleaser. Yeah. But there's an element of ER which I could totally relate to, which is like my wanting the person that I like to know everything about me and to be really interested in me. I need to like share and connect with you and know I genuinely have asked like, what's your favourite animal? What's your... Like I need to know. I hate the beginnings of relationships because there's so much uncertainty and you're in a phase of sort of transition. And I just want to be in the other person's head and to get and understand if they like me or not. And for them to tell, so I could sort of relate you can to feel that. The panic. And then I was like, That's oh no, am I a terrible narcissist? No, kind of... we won't diagnose you for that. Go to your therapy <laughs> session and then she'll let you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, the other coupling in the villa that you are watching with close eye Rosie and Adam yeah what do you think of them well uh I mean a couple of weeks ago Adam was just dead to me (laughs) I was so disgusted (laughs) with his toxic and manipulative behavior with Kendall making Kendall feel that her insecurities were a turn off and her fault yeah when actually as brilliant Laura rightly pointed out is Adam who makes women feel insecure absolutely and then he exploits it for his own ends which is probably why he makes a great personal trainer because he gets into women's psyches (laughs) yeah it's so true so if you think about when women go to a personal trainer it's often because they feel insecure about themselves or they want to lose weight after they had a baby and adam can you imagine being uh, adam being being your personal trainer by adam exactly in a way so hot if only yeah yes and then and he's unbelievably handsome i'm not denying him that and he's six foot five and and is going to make a physical impact on you and then and then suddenly you're just being manipulated by him so I didn't have a lot of time for him. And then he tried to do a similar sort of thing with Rosie yeah. and tried to make her feel that she was crazy, quote unquote crazy, mm-hmm. because she called him out on the fact that he called her materialistic. But I don't love either of them as a couple. What do you think of Rosie? I find... <laughs> just... Okay. I think she's got really far too big for her boots because she, <laughs> she calls Adam out and she thought... She had basically done a service to womankind yeah. and has now reinvented herself as the sort of Germaine Greer of the villa. And yesterday she was talking to Georgie and just being like, you know, I've got your back. And I was like, well, you don't actually have her back because everyone's just been bitching about her and you didn't, and say, you didn't anything. say anything. You just like yeah. talked to Adam about it. I think she thinks now she's got Adam on a leash and she's like an empowered woman. And I'm like, no, love. As soon as someone else comes in that turns Adam head, you're toast. 
And I also, no one's talked about this. She has done so much work to her face. So I was saying to you, I went on a holiday, on a girl's holiday, and I was like 18 or 19. And we did that thing where, bless her, my best friend Vicks, she's going to hate me with this, did this thing where you just don't take your makeup off for the whole holiday. So you just add to it each day yes. and it just grows and grows and grows. Yes. And that's what I think Rosie's doing. Totally. She looks like she's wearing a melted latex mask of her own face. <laughs> and I think she thinks of herself as like a Catherine Zeta-Jones or like a young yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm just like, oh, no, I just, I find her, I just want to give her a big scrub. Like, I want to wash her, I wash her like down. I feel like there's just underneath all of that makeup, insecurity, and... Hair I mean, extensions. Hair extensions, and just sheer Adam attraction. Yeah. She's probably just a really nice, normal girl. She's obviously very bright, she's got a good job, she's clearly, like, likes her girlfriends, yeah. likes a good-looking guy, probably likes a great night out. But there's something about that relationship with Adam which I think is not bringing out the best enough. Yeah, and I think she thinks that they're a power couple in the villa and they're yes. not. They're no. not, actually. It's, it's really not. Yeah. No, bless them. Poor Rosie. Poor old Rosie. Uh, we would love to know who is your couple in the villa at the moment. Who are you loving? Who are you not loving? Come and tell me on Twitter or Instagram at Harriet Minter. Come and talk all about your undercover love of Love Island. So we have been talking about uh, the couples in the villa, but I want to talk about what makes a great couple in the villa. This week was all about compatibility. Hayley was a bit cold towards me. That's because I wasn't compatible with anyone. You could have let us know that I wasn't compatible with you, so then I could have invested my time in someone else. So they did the world's most confusing game, which <laughs> I watched for 10 minutes. I was like, I'm not sure, <laughs> still not sure I understand the rules here, to show who was the most compatible do you think that compatibility can be measured on paper and therefore the producers know who should be with who? No, is the short answer. Yeah. And I say that as someone who has had many relationships. <laughs> I've been married and got divorced. <laughs> I've dated. I've had a series of monogamous relationships from the age of 19 to my mid-30s. And then after that, I've been like online dating. I've, yeah. had, all, I've had a gamut of experiences. And what I think I have finally learnt at the age of 853 <laughs> is that actually, although we have been raised as a culture on a diet of romantic narrative fostered by rom-coms, yeah. where we think we're going to meet someone and find that instant attraction, and I've had that in my life, but it doesn't last. No. And that's not exactly the most original thing to say, but um, I do think that there's a lot to be said for liking someone but not necessarily fancying them straight away or not thinking that you, they're your type of person they're not necessarily your type on otherwise. paper <laughs> and um they're not necessarily a bit of me <laughs> but allowing something to grow and understanding who you are and like working out what you want rather than trying to tailor everything around the needs of this person that you've met mm -hmm. that you really fancy and you're overwhelmed with lust for. Yeah. So I actually, so that's a very long-winded way of saying that I don't, I think compatibility is such a kind of intangible thing. Because I was really upset in the compatibility test that Wes and Laura were deemed completely incompatible on paper. And I just think they are such a gorgeous couple. And I think they're a really great example of how dating somebody who is good for you brings out the best in you. Yes. So I am in love with Laura at the moment yeah me too but I suspect I might not have been if she had ended up with Adam and Adam was mucking her around and making her desperately insecure whereas Wes is like 
you want to get married? Mm. Cool. Sounds good to me. So chilled and allows her just to feel completely secure and happy. I t- that's so true. Yeah. And actually, I think kindness is such an underrated virtue and it's actually the most yeah. important thing in any Absolutely. any life partner kindness and then feeling safe with someone yeah which whereas you're absolutely right does do for laura in a really sweet way i think that compatibility test was complete rubbish and we weren't <laughs> told how it was established or what the metrics were and i suspect that the love island producers probably see wes and laura as being such a stable lovely couple they're like well this isn't very interesting to watch is it and they've Let's thrown this some trouble. Yeah, they've thrown this grenade in, <laughs> and you can see it ticking over in Laura's head, being like, "Oh God!" I th-. And um, and also the other really interesting thing about Wes and Laura is the age difference. Yeah. So she's twenty nine, he's twenty, which I find frankly unbelievable. And there's a lot of the men in there. Where I'm like, "How are you twenty, Adam? How are you? Adam is not twenty two. Adam is thirty seven. <laughs> it's like, do you know, there's stories occasionally you get in the newspaper where someone's been at school and they're yes. actually like a sixty seven year old doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but they just miss their school days. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I, so Wes, I can't believe he's 20, partly because he's like some nuclear physical engineer. Um, take that, Piers Morgan. That's, you know, you can't be thick and be a design system Absolutely. engineer in the nuclear industry. Um, there's this nine year age difference. And I think that's really interesting. I've also been in an age difference relationship where I've been the older one. And and being the older woman does make you feel really insecure sometimes yeah. because again culturally it's more acceptable the other way around absolutely and um i like the way that wes is just like managed that it doesn't it doesn't literally just doesn't phase him i know he's just wonderful apart from the weird chin beard non-beard <laughs> oh, bless fluff, him. the chin well, fluff. trying to look older i guess but yeah. <laughs> i and also i love the fact that whatever she throws at him she's like i want to have kids in five years you said you're falling for me what exactly does that mean because if we're falling in love we're not there yet you need to stop it he's just so chilled about it yeah he's just taking it yeah and i think he's really into her and my concern is is that he she's also into him but she's a bit scared i think she's approaching the point now where she's fearful about how deeply she feels yeah and she's going to start to feel vulnerable and i think laura doesn't handle vulnerability well i mean none of us does really and so i just hope that they see it through oh me too how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Got a text! We've got a text! Or a WhatsApp message or a tweet. or So this is our tweets of the week. What else is happening out there in the world? First up, we mentioned her earlier. The gorgeous Camilla Thurlow, runner-up from last year's season. Brilliant comeback to Piers Morgan that's saying that everyone was thick on Love Island. She says, in my opinion, categorising people who you've apparently never watched as thick demonstrates an incredibly restricted understanding of intelligence and the idea that your interpretation is the only one that matters. Slight superiority complex, in fact. I Just mean, the her. phrasing of that. Come I on. I know. I know. Yes, Camilla. She's so smart. Yeah. Love her. Um, and the journalist Lex Crouch. <laughs> this is my favourite. You're going to like this. She says, my ultimate sexual fantasy is that all the women on Love Island pick up Adam, ceremonially march him down to the beach and throw him in the fucking sea. <laughs> yes. In the sea. In yeah. the sea, Adam. Get in the sea. Um... If you listened to the show last week, you'll know that I have a fabulous WhatsApp group dedicated to our thoughts on Love Island. Uh, Elizabeth can be part of it. So I know. Good. I was supposed to be like, why am I not part of it already? <laughs> the key questions coming up in the WhatsApp group at the moment. The producer's choice of music throughout the show. Amazing. Isn't it great? So good. Like, it stirs every emotion before you're even in the scene and you know what's going on. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because... Yeah. It's so I think yeah it's again a very underrated skill but there was a there was a tune I can't even remember what it was called but it was I dated me back to kind of 1996 the other day yeah. I was like this is the perfect tune for them to be playing and I feel like they know exactly what exactly what you were listening to when you were on some sort of Mallorcan holiday and yeah. you quite fancied a group of lads down the beach you know they t- absolutely take you there yes. they do it beautifully Shout out to the producers. And then, obviously, the sheer joy that is Jack and Danny's impressions. Oh, my gosh. I love those two. They are just wonderful together. (laughs) They really are. Is it too early to say they're going to win it? Because Love Island does love a coupled up from the beginning Essex girl and boy. Yes. I I hope it's not too early to say that. But I I actually think it is too early to say that because... (laughs) There are so many curveballs. And let's remember how Danny reacted when she found out that Jack had cheated in yeah. his past relationships. What I hope beyond all measure is that they make it to the week where the parents come into the villa. Because Danny oh God, with a Y Dyer. this happens. Danny Dyer, as in the male Danny Dyer, will then come into the villa. So if you haven't seen, if this is your first series of Love Island, the sheer joy is the final week. The contestants who are still there, their parents come in and assess their partner. Danny Dyer is going to be 
genius on this. Genius. I do genuinely think Jack and Danny, like I, I watch them and I, and it is like watching a couple. It's just amazing because they're falling in love, but it's like he's looking at his wife. It's like he's looking at his future wife. Oh, I'm actually so making cute. myself emotional thinking about it. <laughs> and how amazing would it be? I can totally see them together with like loads of kids and grandkids and they'll always have the Love Island the Love archive Island story to look to back on. About. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing I just want to say quickly about uh, Danny Dyer is that I interviewed Danny, her dad. I interviewed him. It was so Danny confusing. Dyer, yes. Senior. Danny Dyer Senior. I interviewed him, I think it was a couple of years ago. He was absolutely wonderful. He was such an entertaining interviewee. I felt like I could ask him anything, including the fact that he's got one massive testicle, uh, which he calls, it's a, called really? a hydrocell. Yeah, he likes to stroke it like a cat. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> It was at the time that he found he did who do you think you are and he found out he's a direct descendant of you know of King Edward the Second and William the Conqueror and Thomas Cromwell. We had the most amazing interview. I adored him. He's one of the only interviewees where I've asked to like have a photo taken with him. It turned out we were wearing the same thing, like a leather jacket, white t-shirt and jeans. And I felt like we made made quite a good couple. Anyway, I asked him the question on everyone's lips, why did you call your daughter Danny? And he said say? Basically, when they were pregnant, they had had a scan and the scan said it was going to be a boy. So they decided to call the boy Danny. And then when a girl popped out, he was just like, I couldn't be asked to change it. So (laughs) still called her Danny, just put an eye on the end. Okay, thanks. Thanks for explaining that. That is amazing. (laughs) Danny Dyer, such a legend. Both of them. Love for both of them. (laughs) I'm going looking up that interview now. I can't wait to read it. Um... And then finally, we have to talk about who we are coupling up with and who we are dumping. Heroes and villains of this week. We could be if you were in the villa right now, who would you be coupling up with? Uh, oh, well, I don't know if I, I wouldn't couple up with her, but my hero <laughs> of the week is Samira. Yeah. Because she has been really great and she's got such a lovely, calm, but nice energy. Yeah. And again, she's been a slow burner for me, but I really like the way everyone else talks about her. When they were doing the compatibility thing and having to choose which couples were least compatible, everyone said, I cannot imagine this villa without Sam. And I really like that. So she's clearly, she's for me, she's this year's Montana. And I hope that she, yeah, really lovely, really funny, really bright. Um, although Montana on Instagram is rubbish. I don't know what's happened to her like personality. I don't I think it's bless her. She wanted to be a TV presenter so badly and she's now really trying to be in quotes a TV presenter and I'm like, Montana, just get back to being the nice girl that really liked to eat. Exactly. That's who you love. Just loved. be yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um and Samira, again, if I were her and I hadn't found anyone within the first two weeks and everyone else was coupled up, as a woman, I would find that really difficult to deal with. But she is so gracious about it and has yeah. never complained about it. And I just think she's a lovely person. And there's no desperation about it either. She, you know, it's a little bit when she was worrying that she was being booted out. But actually, she's not... You know, when Charlie came in and he ghosted her before, she was like, "Yeah, well, if you're not going to make an effort now, mate, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like her and Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that it's like a platonic like, relationship. A bit of an old married couple in a way. <laughs> yeah. I like them. Uh, who's your villain? Who was my villain? I did choose someone. Who was it? Adam. Adam, sorry. <laughs> In fact, your exact word about Adam was sinister. Yes, I find him quite a sinister presence. He's like a shark in so many ways, but just like kind of just floating just underneath the surface and analysing and looking. And I think 
he hasn't had has he hasn't had as much airtime this week, but he's just still an unlikable presence. And just you you know, the second anyone attractive comes in, he's ditching Rosie and we're starting all over again with completely the same, same bullshit. And he wore a stupid bandana in a stupid way across his head, and I can just never forgive him for that. I mean, there is no greater reason for dumping someone, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, my heroes and villains, Laura. Laura's telling off of Adam was brilliant. So true. When she said to him, we've got a little clip. Because you don't want to be with someone that's insecure. You've already said that. Yeah. But your actions are making girls insecure. Yeah. So just, I just mean, like, take some responsibility and don't think the girl's mental. When she said to him about, uh, you know, it's you making women insecure, I was like, oh, my God, can we teach this to men around the world? Mm. If you think your girlfriend is acting crazy... Look at your behaviour yeah. and see if maybe that might be influencing it. I just, I loved her. I loved her for standing up to it. I love her for having totally open and honest conversations with Wes and not holding back on it. I like, just like she's smiley and having a great time. And I particularly love that, bless her, when she turns, she goes a bit patchy because I feel that too. I, I have to say, I totally agree with you. Now I'm wishing I chose Laura. But I think she's so beautiful. And she I know is. that there was so much stuff when she first went in about like, oh, she's so <laughs> old and yeah. clearly lying about her age. I just think she's beautiful looking. I think she's beautiful. And do you know what really annoyed me about that? Oh, she looks like the granny of the house stuff. I was like, you're not saying that she's a guy. No, exactly. Where are the memes about Adam being 55 years old, actually? Yeah. You know? And do you know what it is? It's because I think she's got a classic beauty. It's quite yeah. like a 70s. I can imagine her in the 70s, her long blonde hair, and just Definitely. sort of gambling through a field of daisies <laughs> and like floaty white. Um, anyway, yeah, I veered I off on a tangent. Beautiful. We love her. We love her. Uh, and then, who's my villain this week? Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, Eyal. Eyal, yeah. I'm like, I can't cope with the. I can't cope with the unfocused tippy spiritualism I definitely can't cope with the continual pouring and behaving as though Megan is his property um, and also I just feel like there's no bro code there and that, usually I'm not a fan of bro code but a little bit yeah, yeah. would be good you wouldn't allow him to smell your beads would you? definitely not <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can dump you and honestly for me you can take Megan with him and I wouldn't mind too much Ooh. Uh, so, unfortunately, though, we're at the end of this week's show. What? I know, there's so much still to discuss. <laughs> but it is now time for Elizabeth and I to head off to a rather dusty-looking field for some Sainsbury's Basic Strawberries and some rather watered-down sangria. If you have strong opinions to share with either of us, me, you can find me at Harriet Minter on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find the absolute peng sort that is Elizabeth Day. <laughs> Elizabeth, where can they find you? You can find me at Eliza B. Day. Beautiful. Uh, come and tell us what you think of the show. We would love to know. Don't forget, this is a show all about love. And it should inspire you to show some love. And one way to do that is to subscribe, review and rate this podcast. A little five stars makes us very happy. And as ever... We're going to close with a little Love Island wisdom. This week's comes from the genius that is Danny Dyer Jr. on just what we should all be looking for in a life partner. I don't want him to rush it and get all ahead of himself. He ain't even made me a coffee in here. I do everything for him, everything. So if you want me to be your girlfriend, things need to start changing. Things need to start changing because I ain't going to be making him ham and cheese croissants every night. <laughs> 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.